again. I'm back with another topic today, which is about cleansing, specifically spiritual cleansing, and my experiences with regularly spiritually cleansing. And this is a topic I've avoided talking about or writing about, among some other topics, for several reasons. One being that it's not really aligned for me to be a how-to kind of person, like an influencer. That's not me. And just showing up on a platform and telling people how to do stuff isn't what I feel is needed these days, or at least needed from me. Wouldn't be authentic. Also, I didn't want to get into culturally appropriative aspects of sharing about how cleansing is done within traditional healing systems, um, specifically the traditional healing tradition that's repetitive, but <laughs> that I've learned from more so these last several years. I also didn't want to encourage people to bypass how important it is to be aware of appropriation, of usury, and just overall capitalist fuckery, right? So, so now that I've started this off on a little bit of a what could be seen as a negative vibe, um, I just want to be really honest and, and as transparent as possible because I have worried excessively about my integrity. And this came up while I was in a deep prayer meditating a few days ago, my ancestors, my elevated ancestors, had this message for me, and it was that I'm the one who worries about my integrity and remaining in integrity, but they're not worried about my integrity. And what that means is that's not carte blanche for me to then abandon ethics and integrity and start saying and doing whatever I want however I want. No, it's quite the opposite. In that, I am being reminded of the importance of acknowledging, as uncomfy as it is for me, that I was born with a love and a desire for justice. I was born caring deeply about integrity. I have all these stories of when I was a really little kid being super into justice and ethics and morality and integrity. And that's just who I am at my core. That's my essence. So my folks aren't worried about me lacking integrity because it's one of my gifts. It's never perfect and a gift refines over a lifetime, making plenty of mistakes in the process. But Basically, this process I'm in is about trusting my gifts and allowing them to emerge through creation, through sharing, which is service, and also not overthinking and worrying that I'm not being virtuous enough because, just a little tip here, perfectionism is, is also another slippery slope that we might call an ego trap. So with all that said, today's topic on spiritual cleansing is not a how-to, but more so how impactful this practice has been in my healing and reclamation process, in remembering who I am and then showing up and being that.
but I was not into cleansing for a long time. <laughs> I avoided it because even when it came up a lot from teachers I was working with or learning from, I knew it was important, but I resisted and avoided it because of my own conditioning, my own individual context that I was raised with around issues like sin, dirtiness, evilness, and fixing myself to be perfect. Yet again, that shadow of perfectionism. And I knew that I had that tendency within me, that tendency to go in that direction of perfectionism and worrying about being dirty and evil. And I didn't want to keep participating in anything that reinforced all those ingrained neural pathways of shame and fear. But what did help me in totally shifting my perspective about regularly spiritually cleansing was to see it as exactly what it is within traditional healing, which is just basic hygiene. It's just basic hygiene. Like, okay, you know, we've got these health and fitness industries that want to make disease and illness a moral issue about good and bad and about, you know, better or worse or improving to be awesome um, compared with staying sick and or imbalanced in some way and that makes you a failure. There's a lot of that in our culture, like it's everywhere. But in spiritual cleansing practices, there can be elements of that, like when acknowledging energies and entities that can attach to people. Um, they can be perceived as gross or negative or evil or hateful, etc., etc. But the focus isn't on that. It's really more like if you eat food every day, you gotta brush your teeth or have some kind of mouth care habit. Because if you don't, there are layers of plaque that will build up over time. And then your teeth and your mouth will develop an, uh, an issue, an imbalance. And interestingly, this can impact also your, just from a totally physical perspective, your heart health, gut health, brain health. What goes on in the mouth is also what's going on like in all your other parts of your body. So when you're not regularly clean, cleaning your mouth in some way, whatever that way is, uh, it does have an impact to imbalance the rest of you. So the same goes with spiritual cleansing, making a bit of an analogy here. We cleanse regularly because moving through life, just living in life, but especially in modern life, with all of the distractions, addictions, dramas, traumas, as well as stuff we carry from our lineages, we build up layers of stuff that does accumulate within us. And when there's an accumulation of energies and stuff that we will pick up through life experience, through traumas, dramas, all this stuff, huge range of stuff of our experiences, that will have an impact of imbalance on the rest of our lives, um, on our bodies, our physical health, our minds, our path that we are wanting to follow, our relationships as a result, 
the environment around us, everything is impacted. There's no separation. There's no separation. There's no compartmentalization that's actually real or true. So the other thing is that with all those layers of stuff accumulating within, within us energetically, it will impact our interactions with the outside world and impact our receptivity to energetic or spiritual communication messages, um, insights, basically the relationship that we have spiritually with our environment. And it'll have an impact on that, but maybe even more importantly, it impacts the receptivity within us so accumulating energetic plaque makes it tougher to connect within to our true self, our true self's guidance, which is also the guidance of our elevated ancestors. And it will make it more difficult, more blocked to connect with the flow of life, with the flow of nature, with the truth of nature, and ultimately the truth of our own nature. Again, like I said, we're not separate. So it's like important from that perspective. And so then I was really able to get into regularly cleansing when I had begun digesting it in that way. So what do I mean by spiritual cleansing? Normally that's going to be with the elements, with earth, air, fire, water, and what some people call ether. And there are a lot of ways to spiritually cleanse with the elements. And there's usually some combination of those elements that can come into play. So like, for example, um, this isn't a how-to or a suggestion for anyone. I'm just sharing my own experience. One way I really like to cleanse is to go out in a windstorm. So the air so you've got the air element there, you've got the wind, um, while it's raining and storming with rain. So then there's that water aspect of it. And what's really cool is the different ways that the elements manifest themselves have very different, I guess I'm going to use the word energetics, energetic impact, sounding kind of woo there, but, um, kind of pseudoscience-y, which I don't like to do, but a rainstorm has, in, it, in its water form, has a very different impact on spiritual cleansing compared to a calm bath or wading out into a calm pond. So that vast array of the ways that the elements show up in the world it's like that it's so it's almost limitless all the ways that you can cleanse so um i like to go out into storms into windy super super windy and a lot of rain and even lightning and thunder although of course you've got to be really careful and you know when you're cleansing ideally you're naked you can be wearing some clothes because your environment can't really be bypassed so if you got to wear clothes that's cool but you can also like wear certain things that are more conducive and more in alignment with the cleansing that you're doing like colors of clothes types of clothes 
anyway, so those are just some of I, some of the ideas and some of the ways that I approach it. The point is you can work with any of the elements and combination of the elements to cleanse yourself regularly. Um, water for me is central because I carry a calling for water, but I branch out a lot too. I work with lots of different things, but today I, I do want to focus a bit on how cleansing with plants, medicinal plants and water combined has been, so that would be like earth and water combination has been so much more than even just cleansing and clearing energies or entities. I have gone much deeper than just using nature as a tool, using the elements as a tool to get a result. That's on the surface level and that's understandable when someone is approaching spiritual cleansing. That's like the meeting point. That's where you start. But it can go so much deeper and in so many um, more fulfilling and supportive ways than that. Here's where the importance of cleansing can really deepen a person's healing and connection, reconnection, remembering their connection to nature, to spirit, to their own true self. In ritually cleansing myself regularly with water and plants or any of the other elements, I have been developing a relationship with those plants and with water, etc., etc. Because more and more I've remembered that these aren't just tools for my benefit, for my use, they are me. I am them. I am water. I come from water. I am the plants that I use. There's a connection there that is constantly reminding me that I am not separate from nature. That there's this ongoing, endless spiral of giving and receiving between me and the water and the plants and nature. And in fact, what I do to me I'm doing to the nature around me and what's done to the nature in my backyard is also done to me. I also saw that in cleansing, I was releasing everything that isn't true for my life anymore. That doesn't have a place on my path anymore. Cleansing energies and attachments will result in releasing beliefs and attitudes and karmic patterns and cycles that no longer belong in my life and in my body cleansing away so a lot of times in spiritual cleansing we'll be removing and releasing someone else's stuff that's actually also a part of protection spiritual protection um we can have a living person projecting hexing cursing sending quote bad vibes and whether that's intentional or unintentional whether that person knew that they were sending some energetic stuff or not, um, that's a part of it. But it becomes also about shedding and releasing my own habit and addiction to doing that to others. Because it, you know, it's sourced in me too. I do that too. I project my stuff intentionally or unintentionally, and that's having an impact. I don't get out of this. <laughs> I'm not exempt. And I, there isn't a place anymore in my life for projections, sending them, creating them, 
I have my own habits and addictions to doing stuff like that to others. And also, each and every one of us is generating stuff within ourselves that also accumulates. That's actually kind of the foundation of it. We generate our own stuff that needs to be cleansed as well. So there's like multiple points of impact happening. And in ritually cleansing, in peeling and shedding and releasing um, this this stuff that has accumulated over time, um, I'm letting them go. I'm letting them go. It's letting go of the beliefs, the attachments, the narratives, the habits, the identities that result from all that stuff. And that isn't who I am. That isn't who anyone is at your core. So since cleansing with the elements and plants is more so about relationships and connecting and remembering and less about using nature as a tool to get a result, I don't want to recommend certain practices and certain plants because it's such an individual thing. What's right for me won't be right for other people. That's just how it is. I connect deeply, like I said, to water. Some people, it might be something else, air, fire. There's also salt, but also staying open to your own individual needs changing, not getting attached to any one way of cleansing and instead being really in the flow of intuition and guidance is key. And the interesting thing is regularly cleansing can mean that you're more open to that guidance. It's its own self-affirming cycle. It is cleansing. So rather than looking outside yourself for plants, like resources, people talking about them, selling them, whatever, sharing their ideas of plants that might seem sexy or cool or interesting, that can be part of it. When, when we're looking outside ourselves, we can be sparked and inspired, but you're going to want to follow that and go deeper. Um, because you want to find and be guided within yourself to what's actually right for you. So some of the examples for how a person can like be guided from my own experience, um, you can have a dream about a certain plant or a flower. You could have had a grandma who was really into a certain plant or flower. You can um, maybe have a pet with a flower or plant name because for some reason on a level that you haven't really explored, you're really drawn to that plant or flower. Or maybe somebody randomly gives you like, for example, a rosemary plant as a gift. Also though, don't discount what you interpret as negative experiences with certain plants. I read a book once where someone was talking about a person they were working with. They were a medicinal plant healer. And this person had this really painful negative experience with poison ivy. But what that person considered their poison 
to be avoided at all costs was actually the medicine that helped them heal from that situation. So often being afraid of a certain thing in nature can also be hiding its medicine that's right for us. That's another really important point. No spiritual practice is intended or has the goal. It it doesn't have the goal of making you feel or look good or win at life. That's not the point or goal of authentic spirituality. So in traditional healing, cleansing can often be physically uncomfortable, even to the point of downright challenging, like um, steaming or emetics, purging. But anyway, the ultimate key, if I had to like sum it up and be salesy here, (laughs) it's that any cleansing practice at its foundation is all about intention. And that's, I guess this is my final point. If any of this that I'm talking about seems inaccessible or ableist, it all comes down to intention within your inner intention, your intention to connect and experience the cleansing within yourself in relationship with the elements and plants and nature from that inner intention, the options are limitless. So somebody living in a city and not having access to nature or not having use of certain body parts or limbs then becomes far less limiting and more about what's right for you and what's aligned for where you are now. What's aligned with your culture, what's aligned with your calling in life, whatever that may be. Here's the thing about spiritual cleansing that in the Western mindset, we fall down into traps really easily. Don't fix yourself up so that you can then participate better in another task on your to-do list that's all about fixing yourself up. No. You start where you are with the intention and it will unfold from there. It will. So that's my message for today. As always, thanks for listening. I hope that this brings some kind of inspiration and value to whoever or whomever. Whomever or whoever is listening to this right now. Today I'm recording this on Groundhog Day. And the little chunky chunky Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow. So we're in for at least another six weeks of winter. Which my dog is really excited about because she's obsessed with snow. She's a snow addict. So wherever you are, enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.